With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Football season is all about competition. When it comes to tailgating, that competition isn't limited to the playing field. Start with better meat from Fairway. Hand cut, fresh, and affordable. Fairway gives you the advantage in tailgating excellence. Get ready for kickoff with the best selection of meats and all the fixings from Fairway. It's the Opposition Research Podcast on HawkeyeNation.com. Welcome to the Opposition Research Podcast here on HawkeyeNation.com. My name is Andrew Downs. Each week I'll find a beat reporter, blogger, or broadcaster that covers Iowa's upcoming opponent. If you have a suggestion for who I should talk to in a given week, or if you have a question you would like me to ask, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew C. Downs. Let's get to this week's game. Iowa's final non-conference tilt, Middle Tennessee State coming to town. The Blue Raiders are 1-2 and two on the season, losses to Michigan and Duke, and a win over Tennessee State. The 3-0 Hawkeyes opened as a 24 Point favorite. My guest today covers Middle Tennessee State for the Daily News Journal in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It is Joe Spears. Joe, thank you so much for the time. Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. So I want to start by getting a feel for what Iowa fans can expect from the Blue Raiders this weekend. So is there a player or two on the offensive side of the ball that we should be keeping an eye out for? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to start with Ty Lee. He's a receiver outside. He's a senior. Um, he's actually the NCAA's active leader in reception. So, um, he's a, he's not the biggest wide receiver, but he's got solid hands. I mean, anything that's thrown his way, he'll come down with it. He, he's really, uh, MTSU's most, uh, reliable source on the outside for reception. They have a bunch of really good receivers, actually. It's been a, it's been a group that's really stood out. Guys like Jaron Pierce and, C.J. Windham have had big years to help Ty Lee, but Ty Lee's really the guy that gets it going. And then, obviously, the guy thrown to him is Astro O'Hara. He, uh, there was a lot of questions about MTSU's quarterback position going into the year because Brent Stockstill, the son of head coach Rick Stockstill, he was the quarterback here for a while, and he put up he, – he's the all-time leading passer here. He won some bowl games – or he won a bowl game. He had a bunch of winning seasons. Really did it all for him, so that was the big question, but – Asher is a uh, he's a magician really in the pocket. He he's not the biggest guy, six foot, five eleven, six foot, hundred and eighty, hundred and ninety pounds, but um he, he'll run the ball. He's a very athletic kid. He's got a good arm too. So um he's been kind of a surprise this year. Uh he became the first quarterback in program history a couple of weeks ago to throw for uh, three hundred yards and rush for a hundred yards in a single game. So offensively you really just got to look at Asher O'Hare and Tylee as the two main threats that could do something on Saturday. Yeah, the, Asher O'Hare, I was noticing the stats. He looks like a you know, dual threat guy. Is that kind of the style or philosophy offensively for the Blue Raiders, a, a run-pass mix? And if so, is that different from years past with, with the previous quarterback? Yeah, I would think so. I, they, they've actually had a lot of trouble getting the run game going this year outside of Asher. I know – uh, with Duke, Duke just really kind of controlled the game. Michigan, it was hard to run the ball. Michigan, obviously, with how good Michigan's front seven is. And then um, with Tennessee State, there was just a bunch of errors where they, 
they didn't have the ball a whole lot in the first half. Once they got the ball in the second half, they ran the ball down Tennessee State's throat. So, um, but yeah, it's it's really not a lot of deep shots. When they take deep shots, they usually work out. They got a couple of really fast receivers that can blow past the defensive backs they're going against. But it's really a good run run pass mix. Um, and then Asher, if, if he feels pressure, which he might on Saturday with, with going against Iowa's front seven, he'll he'll he's not afraid to run the ball at all. And I mean. He's the leading rusher on MTSU this year with 202 yards, but they have a couple of really good backs in the backfield of Brad Anderson and Shaton Mobley. It's just a matter of really getting those guys going, which they haven't been able to really do outside of that Tennessee State game. How about defensively? Are there any playmakers or maybe you know especially strong position groups that Iowa fans should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I, I, you you got to go with the safeties for MTSU. Reed Blankenship and Javante Moffitt. Um, Blankenship led the Blue Raiders last year in tackles with 107 or 108. Um, he's leading them again this year with 25 tackles, and he had two picks. Really should have had three picks in the uh, Tennessee State game. And then Javante Moffitt, his, uh, his partner beside him, he only played four games last year. He took a medical redshirt year, and he's come back. He's healthy. Um, so th- that's a really strong group right there, and their corners have actually played decent this year as well. Which that was a that was a group that they were they were wondering about going in this year. Desmond Anderson, a senior who made the switch last year from running back to corner, he's starting out. He's played well for the most part. Um, linebackers with DQ Thomas and uh, Khalil Brooks, they're they're the two linebackers that really you have to keep an eye on. And then on the defensive line, they've. They've got Malik Mansteel, who's been kind of a staple around here for a while. So safety's probably their strongest position. The defense was supposed to be the strongest group going into the year after bringing back seven starters from last year. But so far this year, they've had their struggles um, with Duke lighting them up two weeks ago and then Michigan week one doing some damage. And Tennessee State actually put up some numbers. So um, it, it'll be hard for them. But defensively, you really just got to look at Reed Blankenship and Bonte Moffitt as their two top defensive players. It's only Tuesday of game week, so I'm sure you have some more research to do on the Hawkeyes before kickoff. But from the Middle Tennessee State perspective, what is the most dangerous part of Iowa's team? Uh, it's got to be Iowa's front seven, led by, uh, I can't pronounce his last name, A.J. Epinesa. That, that's right, yep. He's, I mean, there's a reason he's being touted as a potential first-round pick. Uh, I've, I've watched some of his highlights, and I've seen him play. I mean, the guy, the guy can play. And I think Iowa, just in general, their front seven is extremely talented. And for MTSU, that could be troubling, uh, considering they started five new offensive linemen this year uh, compared to last year's team. And against Duke, they really struggled. I mean, Asher was running for his life most of the game, and he actually got sacked six times. Um, uh, so that, that that could be a real struggle for him on Saturday, especially going against an Iowa front seven like the one they have this year. So I would say that's going to be the struggle. Um, and obviously defending against Nate Stanley is going to be hard. He's, there's a reason he's done the numbers he's had, and he's on the verge of you know becoming the Iowa, the Hawkeyes' all-time leading passer potentially this year. So he's, he's a great quarterback, and with the way the defense has been playing, going to be hard for them to really you know get pressure on them because they they haven't recorded a sack since week one at Michigan um and that's been kind of the trouble the last couple of games how about an area of Iowa's team that you think the Blue Raiders will be able to exploit with some success um like I like I mentioned earlier I think wide receiver is a strength for NTSU this year they don't have the biggest guys but they have a lot of really fast guys and 
Um, that's they they've looked pretty good for the most part. I think if they if they can get things going early, the problem that NCSU's had the last couple of weeks is slow starts. Um, have really doomed them. That's what happened against Duke, Tennessee State. They didn't score until the late in the second quarter, but they've got wide receivers that obviously led by Ty Lee, but then they have a bunch of really fast guys. They got a freshman who I'm he I, I wouldn't be shocked if he ran a four three forty. I mean this kid's got speed. Um I, I think they could take the top off of Iowa potentially, but it's just a matter of giving Asher some time to throw the ball, which he hasn't had the last couple of weeks. I'll tell you, there there are some Iowa fans listening to this get, getting some chills there because that that's kind of the weakness of Iowa's team so far is that is that secondary. So uh, the speed receivers and and quick throws could uh, could spell trouble. Uh, how how do Blue Raider fans see this game? Is it just kind of a, a keep it close, stay healthy, get out of there, or is there some thought of, of pulling a major upset? I I think there's always the thought of pulling a major upset. I mean. On a different level, I know Syracuse a couple of years ago wasn't the team they are now. Or well, last year they're struggling this year. But I, MTSU went into Syracuse a couple of years ago and they pulled the upset there. They actually played really well against Michigan for the most part this year. They took they led Michigan for a little bit and um, that was a thirty six and a half point spread or something like that. They lost by nineteen, which Coach Stock still isn't the type to take moral victories. You no, know, he wants to win, but. You got to be impressed with that. So I mean, there there are some thoughts of, you know, going in and, you know, pulling up. So they obviously want to win, but there's also we start conference play next week. Let's play this game, play well, build a little momentum, and come out of this game healthy. And I know from Iowa's perspective, um, you know, they're playing a team that I think they play Michigan next week, so they may want to put some points up on MTSU. So it's going to be. Interesting to see how that works out. Um, I think NTSU wants to go in this game, play well enough, you know, to maybe have a win there, but they also want to come out of this game healthy ahead of Marshall next week. Joe, I know you're going to be in Iowa City this weekend, first time at Kinnick Stadium. Is there anything you're looking forward to? I'm just looking forward to the experience and obviously the Iowa Wave. I actually did a story on what NTSU players think of the Wave. I think it's one of the coolest traditions in sports and, you know, the, the kids getting to see that from the hospital, I think it's really cool. So being able to experience that in person is going to be awesome. Joe Spears from the Daily News Journal. Uh, he's at Joe underscore Spears 7 on Twitter. Hawkeye fans, let him know what he needs to do in Iowa City. I know he'll be getting there early on Friday, and it's a, it's a fun town to spend 48 hours in. So hopefully Hawkeye fans will, uh, will give you some direction there, Joe. And I really appreciate you giving me the time today to do this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to watching the game on Saturday. All right, so there you have it. That is Joe Spears of the Daily News Journal, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, covering Middle Tennessee State. Hawkeye fans, what do you think? Let me know at Andrew C. Downs on Twitter. Michigan is next week, but keep it here. HawkeyeNation.com. Don't forget the Hawkeye Nation radio show on 1460 KXNO this Thursday, live at the front row. I'll be there with Joe Schmelka talking Hawkeyes, Middle Tennessee State, and a lot more with Rob Howe, John Miller, and a whole crew of people. Stop out and say what's up at the front row. I will talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Opposition Research Podcast.
You want to wake up and see the clock, tired of contacts or glasses? LASIK Eye Surgery with Wolf Eye Clinic may be the life change you've been looking for. The first to perform LASIK in Iowa, more Iowans trust Wolf Eye Clinic specialists with their eyes. Call 833-532-8809 to schedule a free LASIK consultation with a Wolf Eye Clinic surgeon today.